Welcome to Interwork with Marianne Walker, certified life coach for the helpers, healers, and anyone who wants to up-level their life. Life is what you make it, and here we make life pretty great. Come on in. Well, hi there, and welcome back. So you guys, something super crazy happened this last week. I told you in episode 28, how to achieve any goal that I would keep you posted on my whoosh moments. And wow, did I have a big whoosh. <laughs> so I had a video go viral on TikTok. So as of the time of this recording, the video has been live for about one week and I have 1.8 million views. You guys, I can't even wrap my head around 1.8 million views. And TikTok has this really cool feature where you can look and see how many minutes of view time it's received. And the program that tallies it, it's a little bit delayed, but as of day six, that video had logged 15,012 hours of view time. Okay. So you guys, if you divide that number by 24 hours in a day, that is 625 days of viewing time, 625 days in one week. Now, the clip itself is only 58 seconds long, and that clip logged 625 days of viewing time. I mean, oh my goodness, like talk about time folding in on itself. I can't even fathom 625 days of viewing time of anything. And that 58 second clip, it is still being shared and viewed and duetted. And all the things that TikTok does, like those numbers are still climbing and it is blowing my mind. <laughs> and not only have my views totally exploded on TikTok, but thanks to that one little TikTok, my weekly downloads for this podcast have quintupled in this last week. That means that I have 5X'd my weekly downloads. Like what? How crazy is that? This is wild. <laughs> and this experience taught me three things that I really wanted to share with you. So first, it really reinforced me what I've talked about before on this podcast, that small, consistent action over time creates amazing results. Okay, I launched this podcast and all my social media platforms, and I believe it was uh, September 1st. <laughs> and so it's really crazy to see how consistently show up. When I say consistently, I'm showing up on a daily basis on many of my platforms and then multiple times a week on TikTok. And so this small, consistent action creates amazing results. And my brain is currently like really seriously struggling to compute like all of this new information with this big old whoosh. I mean, like I knew all along that if I consistently showed up here on the podcast and on my social media platforms that I would eventually experience my whoosh moment and that eventually like something would happen that would explode. I had no idea what it would be or on which platform or how it was going to show up. And so now I'm in this amazing place where I am finding people that resonate with me. And that is such a good feeling. It just feels so good. And so I'm kind of allowing space for my brain to kind of catch up to the idea that I have just whooshed <laughs> because my brain is like, wait, what is happening right now? It's taking a little minute and that's totally fine. That's what brains do. So, hey, and if you're new here and you aren't quite sure what I'm referencing when I'm talking about whooshing, like, let me recap. So James Clear gives an example in his book, Atomic Habits of an Ice Cube, and it's in a room that's 25 degrees. And since it's 25 degrees in that room, then the ice cube, it's just going to sit on the table. There will be no change in the ice cube. But as we slowly increase the temperature of that room by degrees, then we can kind of see what happens, right? So at 26 degrees, nothing. 27, 28, no change. And then as if by magic, once the room hits 32 degrees, whoosh, the ice cube melts. And while the ice cube only melts once the temperature hits 32 degrees, that doesn't mean that every other degree that came before that was not absolutely necessary for this whoosh moment. We couldn't see the results yet, 
but that was 100% necessary for that change. So when I'm talking about whoosh moments, I'm talking about the result of small, consistent action over time. And you might see this happening as you focus on sticking with an eating protocol, for example, or it might happen as you're showing up consistently in your business or in your relationship. But these small, consistent actions over time, they will eventually create that whoosh. So just for a moment, let's just check in just for fun, right? It's March now. So how are you doing with your goals? Like, did you set some resolutions for the new year? And how are those working out for you? Are you taking small, consistent daily action? The small, consistent action really does pay off. I get it that it's a long game, but that's how we get these long lasting results. So oftentimes what we do is we bite off a little bit more than we can chew and we come up with a plan that's not truly sustainable for us. So we will get amazing results. For example, as we like stick to the gym and the eating protocol for like a month and we're like, wow, this is like such amazing progress. But those may or may not stick around, right? Those results might not be long-term. But as we do small, consistent action over time, it lets our brain know, hey, this is easy. This is simple. And then that consistent action over time, that is going to create those long-lasting results. All right, number two, external validation. So I want to talk to you about another lesson that I learned on this viral video. And like, I kind of found myself watching these views. I mean, I was a little bit obsessive, not going to lie, because this has never happened to me before, <laughs> but I was watching my phone and watching the views go up and I was reading every single comment <laughs> that was posted. And it was interesting to just watch my brain as all of this is happening, because I found myself asking myself the question like, hey, where are you looking for your value? Because yes, I had 1.8 million views in one week. And yes, I gained over 9,000 TikTok followers. And yes, I quintupled my downloads for that week. So does that mean that suddenly I have value and that before that one clip, I didn't have any value? Absolutely not. But it is interesting to think on and just kind of notice what's happening in my brain. So let me share a few more comparisons for you. Okay, so as just so you know, when I'm posting content, I have I post it on multiple platforms and it's basically the exact same content. So you're going to see basically the exact same videos on TikTok that you do on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and Pinterest. So I make the content once and then I post it on multiple platforms because I know everybody's kind of into a different platform, right? So I'm willing to meet people where they're at. And this simplifies my work for me and it helps me to reach a variety of people. So just so you know, no matter what platform you choose to follow me on, you're good. Do what works for you. Be that podcasts or social media or whatever. I'll meet you where you're at. I'll just keep showing up. So let's draw a few comparisons to just really put things into perspective when it comes to this external validation and how it can kind of get into your head. So I'm going to compare my TikTok views with Facebook. So on Facebook, where I posted the exact same content, it was seen by 217 people and I gained 27 followers. Now, comparing that to the 1.8 million views and 9,000 new followers on TikTok, there's a big gap there, right? So as of the time of this recording, I have a total of 65 followers on Facebook compared to 9,478 followers on TikTok. And again, remember, for the most part, these platforms contain the exact same content. I mean, there is one difference is it's interesting that Facebook and Instagram, they actually have a bit more content because in addition to the videos, I also post different visuals and quotes and different things to kind of reinforce what I'm sharing in the videos. So there's actually more content on Instagram and Facebook. So why are these numbers so different? Does it mean that my Facebook content isn't as valuable? Of course not. The value is exactly the same. And I know logically that the difference in numbers has more to do with the algorithms than it does with my content. 
And also it would be really, really easy for me to get super bummed out that I only have 65 followers on Facebook. I could make those numbers mean that I don't have any value. I don't have anything of value to offer people on Facebook. I can make it mean that they aren't my people or that Facebook just doesn't work for me or that people on Facebook don't like me. Or I could make it mean that I'm still learning the Facebook algorithms, that I just haven't found my people over there yet. I could also choose to get really excited and super curious about what's going to happen on Facebook. What's going to happen as I consistently show up over time over there? What's going to be my whoosh moment that happens on that platform? I mean, I am convinced now more than ever that as I consistently show up, I will whoosh eventually and on every platform. So there may be some other piece of content that I post that for whatever reason, it goes viral on one of my other platforms. And maybe that same piece of content, it seems to flop by comparison on TikTok. But that doesn't mean that what I'm posting doesn't have value. It doesn't mean that I don't have value. And to be fair, to those of you that have been listening to me for a while now, you know that my Facebook account was hacked back in December and that I've been working to rebuild my following ever since. I went from hundreds of followers down to zero overnight. And still, it's really interesting to notice the difference in these different platforms and also to notice how my brain chooses to navigate these differences. It's really eye-opening. Now, if I placed all of my value on the number of views and follows on Facebook, the number of likes and shares, where basically it's my high school bestie and my mom that like all my posts over there. So, hey, shout out to you two. Thanks for that. <laughs> but if I was putting all of my value on what was happening on Facebook, I might feel very discouraged. But that doesn't mean that my value is different. It doesn't mean that my value has decreased just because I'm using Facebook. So tracking the numbers, it is very valuable information for me to have while I'm growing my coaching business. But really those numbers, they just let me know how I'm doing with my marketing. But those numbers are not a very reliable way for me to judge my worth and my value as a human. I am me. And just like every other human on the planet, I have value. I just do. And so do you, regardless of how many likes or follows we each have. All right, number three, internal validation. So this experience, it kind of was reminding me of a quote that I saw on Facebook by Jeff Rock Sr. on valuing yourself. And he said, a bottle of water in the supermarket is about 50 cents. The same bottle in a bar costs $2. In a good restaurant or a hotel, it can be worth up to $3. At an airport or on the plane, you may be charged $5. The bottle and the brand are the same. The only thing that changes is the place. Each place gives a different value to the same product. So when you feel like you're worth nothing and everyone around you belittles you, change places. Don't stay there. Have the courage to change places and go to a place where you are given the value that you deserve. Surround yourself with people who really appreciate your worth. Don't settle for less. I just loved that. The reflection on, you know what? My value doesn't change. It's just the things around me that are changing. It's the perception of those around me that is changing. I am not changing my worth and my value is constant. So just kind of notice, like, how are you determining your value? Are you allowing those around you to determine your value? Are you allowing likes and follows to determine your value? Are you treating yourself as a 50 cent bottle of water or as a $5 bottle of water? So let's expand this a little bit beyond social media even. So how do you feel in certain people's presence? Do you feel like you're being treated as someone with value? Do you feel seen and heard and valued? Are you being valued as a $5 bottle of water or as a 50 cent bottle of water? And also regarding how other people treat you, 
I want to remind you that how other people choose to show up for you or not show up for you is about them. It is not about you. People are going to have their judgments and opinions and criticisms. They just are. But don't make that mean that your value is any less. I really enjoy listening to podcasts, and it's always really interesting for me to notice the themes that show up for me. So this last week, then there was a certain phrase that I heard through three different platforms that all came to me in the same week. And when I hear things in threes, I realize, okay, this is something that the universe really wants me to pay attention to. And the phrase was, a weakness is just a strength overused. And first, this really kind of got me thinking about how and why someone would overuse a strength and what would that even look like? And then I thought about the people pleasers, the ones who give and they give and they give until they have nothing left to offer. And then they feel burned out or taken advantage of. And when the people pleaser overuses their strength of serving others, it becomes a weakness that leaves them feeling burned out and resentful. And not only that, but overdoing for another person actually robs them of the opportunity of learning how to do it for themselves. So overusing this particular strength it actually weakens both parties. And this also had me thinking on the idea of overfunctioning. how when we're feeling insecure or less than, we may overuse our strengths in an attempt to let somebody else know how valuable we are. But this can come across as needy and clingy because it's coming from a place of fear. So it kind of leaves us saying, hey, look at me, look at me. I have something of value. I have this and I have this. I'm valuable. Please love me, love me. And so we overdeliver. And we give and we give and we give and we burn ourselves out thinking that if we can just convince somebody else that we have value, then maybe we'll be able to believe it ourselves. But guess what? You have nothing to prove. You do have value. You just do. One of the things I coach on the most is I just remind people that they are enough, that they are exactly enough. Even when they're tired or insecure or feeling overwhelmed, they are enough. And what a relief that is. So I remind them of this until they're able to remind themselves that, yeah, okay, I really feel that now that I am enough. So please treat yourself like that $5 bottle of water. Don't lower your cost, just hoping that somebody will pick you up. You get to set your price. And I get it. It sounds super easy, but what does this look like in practice when people don't have very nice things to say? (laughs) So here's a little personal story. So once upon a time, I had a friend tell me that I asked too many questions. And as you've learned in this podcast, specifically on the first episode. So if you're new here, I encourage you to go listen to episode one, but other people's comments, they're actually completely neutral circumstances. And we get to choose what we want to make their words mean. So the neutral circumstance in this case is that a friend of mine said that I asked too many questions. So what did I make this mean? Admittedly, initially, I thought it meant that I was too much. I thought of all of the times that I felt overwhelmed and overstimulated, and I felt terrible that I had created those feelings of overwhelm and overstimulation in another person, somebody I really cared about. So I initially made their comment mean that I was overwhelming, that I was too much, that I was a drain on people that I care about, and that didn't feel very good. But as I really thought about it, do you know what I realized? I realized that my ability to ask questions, it's actually my superpower. So sure, it can be overused, but really, that's one of my superpowers, and I love that about me. 
not assuming that I know everything about a person or a situation and asking for clarifying questions to get more information. That is 100% what makes me a good friend. It's 100% what makes me a good coach. Asking questions to gain more insight and information is what many people genuinely love about me. When I ask questions, then other people tell me it helps them to feel seen and heard and valued. And it actually increases my value in their eyes. And isn't that interesting where it's the same behavior, but received so differently. And you know what? In reality, the comment, you ask too many questions, it was not actually a commentary about me or my value. The truth is it was a comment about them. They were feeling overstimulated. They were feeling overwhelmed. They needed time and space to process before they could engage. They were struggling to know how to set healthy boundaries on their time and their energy. The truth is that they usually love my level of interest and engagement in the form of questions. But for this particular season, they were feeling a little overwhelmed by questions. And not just my questions, but inquiries in general. So their comment, while it initially sounded like it was about me, it was actually about them and their current state of overwhelm. And that's okay. I can respectfully limit the number of questions that I ask in that specific relationship for a season. And it's something that I can choose to do from a place of love and respect for this friend. I can do it from a place of radical acceptance that this is where they're at right now. And this is what they need at this time. And I can do this as a kindness to both of us without adopting the belief that I am too much or too little or somehow inadequate. Does that make sense? <laughs> so separating out your actual worth and value from another person's personal experience, it can be challenging at times, but this practice is invaluable when it comes to measuring your self-worth. So here are a few more examples, courtesy of the comment section of my viral video. <laughs> so first I'll share a few of the negative comments. One of them I got quite a bit was stop wasting water. There are children without water in Africa. <laughs> Somebody else said, I can't even watch this because you have dirt on your nose. You guys, I was kind of surprised how many comments there were about my nose. <laughs> now, if you haven't seen my face, I have a cleft nose. It's just got a little, you know, a little dent in the tip. And that's just how my nose is. And when there's a shadow there, it can look like my nose is dirty. My nose is not dirty, but I can understand why people think that. So I had comments on you have dirt on your nose or, oh, you must get your morning coffee at such and such a place because they put Sharpie on the lids. And then when you drink it, it puts a spot on your nose. And they didn't have anything to say about my actual content because they were totally hung up on my nose. <laughs> and then my other most favorite comment was oversimplified metaphors and toxic positivity all rolled into one TikTok. Now, side note, this is one of the negative comments that I did choose to respond to. And I chose to respond to it and say, you're exactly right. There's only so much that I can put into a short video. So I hope you'll take time to look at my other content for a more balanced view. And after that, they didn't respond. <laughs> but it was really interesting to just notice the comments that were coming in. And also, I received countless positive comments. I received comments like, this one minute of perspective healed more than five years of therapy. Somebody else asked, where is this book that you're writing? Because it's already on my list. This changed my whole day. I've just come across your page and your words and outlook on life are contagious. I am so glad I found you. And somebody else said, I just sent this TikTok to my therapist. So as you can see, I received very different comments on the exact same content. And the comments actually say more about the viewer than they do about my content. 
And the really important thing to remember is that whether the comments are positive or negative, I am not these comments. You are not other people's comments. My value and your value is not determined by other people's commentary. I am enough. You are enough. And I can choose which of these comments I want to focus on. I can choose what it is that I want to believe about these comments and what I want to make it mean about me. So generally speaking, I chose to heart react and comment on the comments that brought me joy. And I chose to ignore the negative comments, especially the ones about my nose. <laughs> so people that focus on the negative, they're not my people. And I don't need to even put energy into trying to win them over. It is not my job or my responsibility to track down every hater in the comments and try to help them to change their worldview. It's not my job. They're not my people. And that's okay. I hope that they find somebody that does resonate with them. Their comments just let me know that, hey, I guess that this is somebody I don't resonate with. And that's okay. It is not my goal to be liked by everyone. It is my goal to love and to serve and to help those that do resonate with me. Every day, we get to make a choice about who we want to hang out with and invest in. So why not choose to hang out with and engage online with the people that make us feel like a $5 bottle of water? We can choose to love and respect ourselves while also loving and respecting where other people are at, even if they're not in a place where they can receive us. And remember, other people's lovability, meaning their ability to love, that's about them. And your love ability is about you. You have amazing value. And if you have a hard time believing that, please come and work with me. We can work together to see what's coming up for you and sort through the thoughts that are getting in the way of you truly believing that you are the freaking amazing supernova that you are. <laughs> and just because I love leaving with you challenge, let me leave you with this. This week, try to not take things so personally. Be open to the idea that how other people do or do not show up, that that's about them. And it's not about you or your value as a person. This is a practice that is totally worthy of your time and attention. And hey, real quick, let me tell you how I'm currently running my sessions. I've switched things up a little bit. So I'm currently doing sessions in six-week intervals, and all of my clients start and stop at different times. I'm just taking them on as things become available. So if you do want to work with me, I do have a few slots opening up soon. So you can come over to my website, MarianneWalker.life, and apply now. I'll let you know where you're at on the wait list. I would love to work with you. So hey, I hope you have a great week, and let's talk soon. See you online. Love ya. Thank you.